everybody. And it must be Sunday because I'm here, you're here, and it is very hot out there, so hopefully you're playing the pontoon song. Whoa. <laughs> I said wait for the mic. <laughs> you're playing the pontoon song, and you're soaking up the rays. Remember, don't get too sunburned there. Hopefully you're doing short walks with the puppers. Right now, the puppers and you, well, for sure the puppers should be inside. They shouldn't be outside. This is part kind of the heat of the day, even though with that wind, that really helps it feel like... It's not like sweltering. And now you remember, uh, hope, it was Hope's last week, uh, last week, and well, two weeks ago, technically, last week was a Memorial Day weekend, so hope you had a great weekend. Uh, we got Grant now on the other side of the glass. How you doing? Hey, good, good, good. Yeah. And so, and uh, then we were training in a new person, and her name is Rachel, correct? Yeah, say hi, Rachel. Hello. Hey, there you go. Well, Rachel, you don't know what you're in for here. <laughs> Could be very interesting. But anyway, so hopefully we'll... Uh, We'll all hit a beat and I'll be right with the world. And so, and hope, uh, 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 hope was sitting by a fire last night with a smile and a cocktail going, I don't have to go do the shows on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> we called her on Saturday oh, to ask her a question because we, we're, we're, we're both learning as we go through here. So we had a question for her and she was, I was like, so how's it feel not to be? you know, here right now, and right. she's pretty good. Pretty she's good. like, I'm doing nothing there right now. There you go, yeah. No, so. she deserves it. She's been Absolutely. working hard at a new job, and so I knew it was yep. just a matter of time when she hit a beat with her new job that, you know, t- t- there's only, in, you know, you're getting older, and, and not like she's still a pup in the woods, but anyway. <laughs> and then we realized, hey, you know, I need to have some, you know, all work and no play make you a very bored person. So boring, mm-hmm. not bored, mm-hmm. boring. So so anyway, so we're still taking your calls. And so hopefully you guys got great questions for me today. Um, and then today I want to talk a little bit about dogs try to talk to us humans and tell us things by how they hold their head, their tail, their body, such like that. So I want to make you more aware of what the dog is trying to tell you on some things. And, and people a lot of times aren't even aware of it. And as a dog trainer for 50 years, a lot of dog issues are human errors, not understanding dogs in general. Dogs are dogs. They're a pack animal. And a pack runs a certain way. But then what you also got to remember is that each dog has a personality, just like humans. You know, you could have five kids from a dis- the same mom and dad and then have five distinct bird p- parrot with a big plumage on its head. And okay. I think it's cockatoo, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But she used to hand raise those. And boy, believe me, those things were ugly when they were little. Oh, ugly was terrible. And so anyway, but, uh, uh, but yeah, just, uh, so dogs and cats and horses are kind of my forte and rabbits. I've had a little bit of everything through the years. And so, and one thing to remember now when it's hot like this, folks, that a lot of the dogs will go off feed, horses will go off feed, cats will go off feed. It's kind of like with us, we want to drink more than we want to eat. Our appetite isn't as high. So don't hit the panic button if the dog doesn't eat or the cat doesn't eat, you know, but he, they seem fine. Maybe they're just a little bit lazier because of the heat. Uh, but like right away, what's up when a dog or a cat doesn't eat dinner? Everybody's, you know, going over over the cliff and you know, want to call their their vet. Like my dog's not eating, my cat's not eating. Just settle down. As long as the dog and the cat isn't showing any, you know, signs, heavy breathing, you know, or labored breathing, you know, uh, where they're they're they they don't seem right. Well, then we got a problem, okay? But if it's just kind of like yeah, not so much, and they walk away, go you. Know, yeah, so just use your noodle. Don't worry. It, it'll, it'll all, you know, it'll come together. But on hot days like this, and now also a heads up on hot days, a lot of people that have uh, the doodles, 
uh, you doodle people out there, or dogs with just long hair, like let's say a Newfoundland, or uh, even I've seen some uh, golden retrievers with a huge coat, uh, Bertie's Mountain Dog, uh, St. Bernard, long hair. A lot of people, you look at those dogs and you go, oh my gosh, they must be hot. I need to shave them. Now, Grant, you have... I have a Swoofhounds, right? Yes, two of them. Okay, yep. yep. And so their coat is pretty, you know, spindly. You know, and yep. you don't you don't you don't look at them and melt thinking that no, they have too much coat. No. But there's a lot of people are the frame of mind, like with the Newfie or whatever, um, or a husky that has a very dense dense coat that they should shave them. And so uh, heads up everybody. Okay, let me I'm gonna use the analogy of your house. Okay, the insulation in your house keeps you warm in this in the winter. But now, you don't pull your insulation out of the house for the summer, okay? You leave it in because that also keeps you from the the heat of the summer, all right? And see, that's what a dog's coat is. It keeps them warm in the winter, and they get that density coat, you know, that second layer down there, okay? But then now when they shed in the spring, that bottom undercoat comes out, and now you just got what they call the beauty hairs. Mm-hmm. So even though they may look hot, all right, especially dark dogs, you know, uh, because they absorb the heat, you know, the sun rays a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't shave them. Once, now you took their insulation away, and you're going to notice when you shave them, they are almost going to pant worse because they don't have the insulation to try to keep them cool. Oh. Okay, and then plus, if you shave a dog that's not meant to be shaved, a.k.a. a Newfie or a St. Bernard or Husky, the coat never comes back nice. It comes kind of like a puppy coat, like a, a fluffy, It's it's not pretty at all (laughs) and so that's why folks do not shave your dogs all right and then also kitty pools are a must when it gets uh hot like this Uh, i i'm kind of a pool hog i probably got a couple dozen (laughs) and uh and we were dangling the last two days i could eat the human pools out and we sit with lawn chairs and our favorite beverage and dangle our feet into the pool there you go there you go and then um but 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 that uh, I can't stress enough. Do not shave your dogs because that will you're taking the insulation away that would keep them cool. And then if your dog does get overheated or seems hot, like they're really panting heavy, remember dogs sweat through the pads of their feet. So you do not walk them on hot tar or hot surface. And then you, if you want to cool them down, you stand them in water or take an ice cube and rub it on their paws or put an ice cube in the their pit of their their armpit. Uh, but do not take a garden hose and come out, you know, because a garden hose is really cold water. Go over the top of them. You start at the feet. You get the feet cold, you know, wet, I should say. And then you go up the leg and then you go along the side and then you go over their back. And the reason is if you come out with that cold hose and right over the back, you can do it's it's you can chill the kidneys and you could have some major problems with the dog. Oh. So that's why you start at the feet, go up the leg, along the side, and then over the back. It's kind of like no matter how hot a day is, you go to the lake. Okay, if you do a Geronimo off the dock, you're gonna go whoa. Good point. Okay. Yes. But if you slowly walk in, it feels a little bit chilly, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you're a little bit more acclimated, and then you can just dive in. Yeah. So. But anyway, so if you got some questions, give a holler six five one six four one. 1071. Okay, wait a minute. I got to probably put, put my glasses on here. Okay, you ready? Okay, where do cows go for lunch? Stupid dad jokes, right? Where do do cows go for lunch? We'll be back. Thanks for tuning in to the KDK9 show. Okay, where do cows go for lunch? Grant, where do you think? Oh, man, I the, I'm going to be lame about this, but the barn, I I don't no. know, the barn. Rachel, you want to take a step of that? He's like, oh, we got to swing the mic back and forth. <laughs> I'm going to go that. with 
pasture? Nope. Um, Where do cows go for lunch? They go to the calf Ateria. Uh, the calf Ateria. <laughs> there you go. Remember, dumb dad jokes. There you go. Okay, so yeah, got a got a question? Give a holler. Six five one six four one one oh seven one. Who's up to bat first here, Grant? We have Mimi with us right now, and she has a question about potty training her five month old puppy. All righty then. Hey Mimi, how you doing? Hey, great, thanks. Good, good. What kind of call. what kind of pupper so do you I got? Have, so I have a five month old Frenchie, but then I just took a rescue from the Humane Society that was in a hoarding house with thirty pugs and fourteen cats. Oh my! So. I'm trying to, he was in a feces and filled environment. Okay. And the puppy is, was doing really well training. And now I'm struggling with both of them. Okay. So I, I just need some direction. I mean, they're both kennel trained. Good. I take them out, but I've been, because of, before it got hot, I was letting them play outside for a long period of time because they're both high energy. Yeah. And so then they would just potty when they had to go. So right. do I go back to just leaving them in the kennel most of the time? Or well, what you have to do is you have to teach the dogs potty. What potty is called and where it goes, okay? So especially if you got a rescue, if it's going to go forward to another house, you want to start the train, train, potty train process so the dog knows what potty is called yep. where and where it goes, okay? I've so, been doing that. Okay, and that's what we want. We don't want to turn the pups out to go and just pray they went when they're out there for about a half hour, an hour. We don't no, no, know. I do do that, but then I let them play out there, Okay, you know, and then they'll pee again, and then they come in, and then he'll be in, let's say, in a in my kitchen with linoleum, and then he'll pee again. Right. And see, so, when, when you get a dog that's been in a hoarding situation, remember, they're used to being a dirty dog, all right? They don't right. care. They'll just place it any place they want. So it's really important during the training process here to teach them what potty's called. You know, take them out on a 15-foot line or so, go to the potty yep. spot, stand still, go potty, go potty, get busy, get busy, whatever your word's going to be. Maximum timeout for a Minnesota dog is two minutes. And if you don't, if they don't get any potty done, you bring them back in. You wait a minute or two, take them back out, try it again. And okay. so now the thing is, is that now if you know the first thing in the morning, you no, know, you always get the piddle and the doo doo. Let's say two minutes is up and they've already did a piddle. Okay, there should be a doo doo there. So bring them back in, wait a minute or two, take them back out, and then um, go potty, go potty. No doo doo. Bring them back in, put them in the kennel, feed them. And then wait about 10, 15 minutes after they get done eating, open the kennel, take the dish out, take the dog out, and tell them when you'll get the doo-doo. When something goes in the front door, something usually comes out the back door. Okay? So I should be feeding them in their kennel? Yep, yep. Always feed the dogs in the kennels because then the kennel means something fun to them. It's not just get to your kennel or a place they go and then you leave them. All right, they're happy, you know, that, that and, and then you now you know what dog ate what. You know, and, and the feed dishes when you have a multiple dog home is usually uh, causes the most animo- uh, animosities where there's a lot of fights. They're like one dog, a wolf, and then quick race over to the other dog's, you know, dish. And you shouldn't have to stand there and play referee. So this way here, you put them in their kennels, you know exactly who ate what, when, and why, and you've got control of the situation. Okay? Should I not have blankets in the kennel? They're not, he's not, the rescue is not peeing in the kennel. Okay, So good. he holds it all night. Good. But I have, you know, I have bedding in there. Okay, yeah, no, if you have, if they're, as long as they're not peeing on it, yeah, give them the bedding or they're not eating it, no problem. You know, that's a, the big thing because that, that, that is where 
or that or baby gates where you you contain them so you and then you have you get yourself on a schedule so you can teach them you can't take the new one out too often um because then they don't learn bladder control some people will take them out every half hour and if it's a boy do well most dogs will go at least something you know but they don't learn bladder control and so now how old is the one that you just got so the rescue pug is a little over a year okay and my my baby Frenchie is five months. Okay. And she was doing really well. Mm-hmm. She'll get up like, she'll maybe go seven, eight hours and <laughs> she's fine. Mm-hmm. Maybe seven hours. Okay. And then she has to go out and she'll let me know if she has to go potty. Okay. He, he will, he's now scratching at the door of the pug and he's doing well when he wants to go out. But if he's in a contained area in my kitchen, let's say, it's too hot out and they can't be in all day um he'll just pee wherever and the other day he got in my bedroom and then he pooped on the floor so yeah i know he doesn't quite get it yet no uh -uh, no and so like i said no the the best thing to do is you are very methodical you know go potty go potty and when the dog does go potty good potty don't say good boy good girl that gets all nuts don't give him treats because then they learn to splash and race back for that treat and they still have more to go Okay, yep. and so and then, like I said, I wouldn't give this dog any freedom yet. If he's going to be out of the kennel, he's on a leash tied to you. Okay, or he's in a very small confined space, or he's in his kennel. Okay, so that you're you're trying to keep, you're going to slowly give him more area to take care of. Don't give him like a big kitchen, even though it's gated off. You know, he can potty on one side and go, you know, do whatever on the other side. Right. And so give them him smaller areas if you don't want him in the kennel that for any length of time. Then, like I say, build them a playpen area that, and then you start out small, a little bit bigger than the kennel, and you slowly start giving him more freedom that, where he can, you know, the space gets bigger, and then eventually he can take care of, maybe if you gate him into the kitchen, he will take care of that kitchen. kitchen. You're going to baby step your way into the dog being free in the house. Okay. Is that a good idea to give him playtime with the puppy? Oh yeah, you know, point? here and there, definitely. Oh yeah, give him playtime, no problem with that. But then okay. it's whether where it's where is it going to be? It would be to me. It'd be right after he gets done going potty, so you know that the tank. But then now, right when they get done playing, get them out to go potty right away, because that's one of the after a dog gets done playing puppies or whatever, they have to go potty. So then you get yeah. after they're done playing, you quick get them outside, go potty, go potty. And but now you got to be careful. You don't want the pup to bond with the the new dog. You oh, want the he dog. already has. Okay, but he no, no. Has. Okay, but no, no. I mean, as far as you have to be priority, the dog, the new dog second. Let's say the two dogs are playing. Okay, and when you come into the room, and the they should run to you. All right, and now if they're bonded to you, they were both vie for your attention and forget about each other. If they're starting to bond to each other, all of a sudden they say hi to you, but then they look at each other and then go away. They, well, yeah, we said hi now. Let's go play. They're not bonded to you. All right. Okay. So that's what you've got to make sure that they have they can have play time, but then you want individual time, individual play time with you or just hang out time, you know, okay. things like that. So that the this because your your five month old is still in the process of bonding to humans. And so you don't want to wreck that by putting a, a new dog into the situation that it might bond to that instead of you. Okay. 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 That but, helps. but just yeah, yeah teach I mean I have the basic training practices down but with him. And his situation, I mean, they were so sick that yep. I I struggle with, I just wasn't sure how to incorporate both of them into a 
good routine. Yep. No, you just so got to. They're, yeah, they're each an individual, and you can't go. You, don't do the pity party of where he came from. No, what you're gonna, your job is to make him a good, appeasable son that somebody wants to adopt. If maybe you might adopt him, but so your job. Oh, no, I did. I took him. Oh, you Oh, you adopted him. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. So, but yep. see, what so what you got to do is don't like there again. Don't have a pity party of what he lived in. You, this is this is her house. Welcome to her house. Okay. And these are the rules, and these are the consequences, and that's what dogs need is they need a good leader that show them the ropes on, instead of just letting them kind of trip around, and then right. then there's a mistake, and then now you're mad, and the dog doesn't understand why. So slowly yep. give them freedom. And then, like I say, dogs that come from hoarders, it's not uncommon that you have to be on your toes for at least six, seven months. Because remember, that's all they, they learn to live in filth. And they don't care. All right? So that's why what you got to do. But if he can keep his kennel, you know, clean, that that's yeah, a huge plus. Yeah, he does plus. really well. The little one, she'll, she doesn't like the ken- She'll bark and bark until you let her out. I mean, she's not the, the Frenchie. Mm-hmm. She, she does not like the kennel. He doesn't mind. He'll go in there and just rest. Okay, now with the Frenchie, now your job is to get her acclimated to that kennel. So now you start feeding her in it, so that means something positive. During the course of the day, you're going to go kennel, real happy, or place, and then you're going to throw a treat in there. And when she goes in there, sometimes the door shuts, sometimes it doesn't. And then some, if you do shut the door, walk down the hallway, okay, turn around, come back, then open the kennel, don't say anything. She's not sure if she's going to be in there for a minute, five minutes, or if you're going to leave or stay home. Because most people, when they use the kennel, it's usually you go to bed when you go to bed or when you leave the house that's and the dog, what I've been doing and the dog associates that with you leaving and so now that's why they don't want to go into the kennel and so what okay. you just got to do is you know put her in there five minutes here ten minutes there if she falls asleep leave her alone are you using an all wire kennel or the plastic yes all wire okay Both now, of them are in the all wire okay but now you got to remember what dog is a denning animal they want their back covered they're a cave dweller when you get all wire kennels the dogs feel susceptible to their environment and it's very tinny. If you put your head by the kennel you, and you move, you kind of bump it with your hand or your shoulder, it's very tinny. Dogs can hear 300 times better than us. And so anytime they move, it, they, they get this ding in their ears, okay? That's why the plastic kennels are better for the dogs all around. But, really? Yes. And because, well, you got to look at it from a dog's point of view. And so the whole thing is, is that the humans are the ones that made these all wire ones. Look, you're not really in the kennel. You can see everything. And that unnerves dogs. And sometimes dogs, if they're brought up with them, depending on the personality, can adjust. But most dogs have a hard time adjusting to an all-wire kennel. Okay. And I do cover them. Okay, yeah. When but, they're in there. Okay, but there again, I remember I said it, it's very yep. tinny. And it's very annoying. noisy. Yep. And so okay. unless you can put heavy weight on it to try to, you know, you know, make it so, and then make it more cavey. That's yep. what you want to do, is so that then it's easier for the dog and more comfortable and more relaxing for the dog. I'll just get them new kennels. Okay, <laughs> okay, sounds All right. like a plan. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you. You so betcha. Much. Take care. Good luck. Have a good day. You too. Bye bye. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. So, the, yeah, okay, we've talked about this many times, guys, about kennels. And that's why everybody wants these wire ones, thinking that, oh, the, the dog's more humane, the dog can see, he gets airflow. No, the be- dogs are denning animals. That's why they like to go sound asleep under a table. They're back against the couch, behind the couch. They, they find corner areas to do that. So that's why what you got to do is you got to think like a dog, not a human. Okay, another di- uh, another nut joke. Why do monkeys like bananas? Why do monkeys like bananas? We'll be back. Alrighty then. Why do monkeys like bananas? What's your thoughts there, Grant? 
Because they're in banana splits. I, um. <laughs> uh, I'm lame. I'm not good at these. Yeah. I got to talk to Hope and get some pointers here. There you go. You know what? We had Jody back. Hey, Jody, if you're listening, uh, she would help Hope every once in a while. I found this out a couple weeks before <laughs> that Jody was, or Jody was helping out Hope. So maybe Jody will help Rachel when she takes over or whatever type thing. So Absolutely. Anyway. Okay. Why do monkeys like bananas? They find them. Appealing. There you go. Find them appealing. There you go. I remember these are goofy jokes. Split peeling, I guess. Okay, there close. you go. Okay, yeah. okay, there you go. Yeah. Okay, hey, we got open lines, folks. Doesn't have an alpha. Give a holler. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. I know a lot of people are probably, you know, kicking back in their pools or their pontoons and such. Like, you know, I just want to listen. I just, I don't want to. I'm too tired for a question. <laughs> yes, you I just wanted to make a comment. Yes. To a, there was a caller that called earlier. Earlier that was wondering about the app and why it wasn't working. I just checked and it seems to be up and running. Okay. So maybe she should, if she can hear me, which means she probably can't, maybe she turned over to a radio. Okay. Try resetting that app and refreshing it. It might work that way because oh, it seems to be working right now. Okay. So. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Technology is finest. And it never fails when it rains, it pours. You know, if you're running late for something, it seems like, you know, I, you know everything will hit the fan. It's like, really, really, things that don't normally happen. It's just kind of like, come on, really? It, yep, yeah. exactly. No, I exactly. know it's crazy. So once again, give, get, give Grant something to do. And something for Rachel to learn. 651-641-1071. Okay, earlier when we first went on, I was uh, how dogs talk to us through how they hold their head, their ears, their tail. And so uh now one thing that I want to bring up, I had a gal that, you know, she had a fenced in backyard, okay, and then some well, she'd stand on the deck or their, you know, the back door, and she'd call the dog in, and the dog would she said that dog will come in so far, like twenty feet away, sit down and look at me. And just sit there. And I'm calling him and calling him and he won't come in. He won't come in. I said, well, what are you doing? She says, you know, I tell him to get his blooming butt in the house. Okay, I said, then what is the dog doing? The dog looks at me and then looks to the side. Looks at me and looks to the side. It's like he's flipping me the paw. All right? And I said, you know what your dog is trying to tell you? Is to calm down. A side profile, when a dog gives it to another dog or a dog gives it to you or you give it to the dog, is a calming signal. Okay, what it does, it tells you to just calm down. Because by you screaming and yelling, telling that dog to get his butt in the, you know, in the house right now, you don't look very fun. The dog is worried that you're not going to be nice to him. You know you're not going to obliviate him, but the dog doesn't. Your whole body language screams that you are not, you know, not happy. And so now, I said, now the, how you're going to call the dog in next time when you call the dog in, look happy, sound happy. Rover, come, let's go, yay, yay, yay. Okay, and if the dog slows down, you know, like, I'm not sure, then turn sideways in the door, clap your hands, slap your leg on the side. Now it's a side profile to the dog and say, come on, we could do this, come on in. Okay, nine times out of ten, that side profile, now instead of you screaming and yelling, the dog giving you the side profile telling you to calm down, now you're telling him that you are calm. And that it's okay for him to come into the house. Uh, sometimes you have to use a squeaker toy. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Come on, come on, let's go. Now, if you always stand at the same place to call the dog into the house, some dogs get, um, you know, uh, wise to that. If you stand in that same place and call me, we're going inside. I don't want to go inside. So they're going to avoid you. 
So then that brings up another program, a problem, I should say, is now what you're going to do is learn to call the dog from different points of your yard. And when they come in, sometimes you just yay them, yay, such a buddy, such a buddy. Sometimes you say, okay, and then hook a leash on and go on into the house. So change it up. Some dogs are really wise that you'd be staying in the same place when they rather stay outside and play than come to you. So, but, the, but if your dog sits down, looks at you, like, yeah, calm down, lady, saw, you know, they look at you, side profile, look at you, side profile. Then what you just got to do is they're telling you to calm down. So a side profile to your dog, you know, you do that to the dog as a calming say, no, I mean you no harm. And then if the dog does a side profile to you, that's telling you to calm down. All right. So that's one way you can dogs try to talk to us. Okay, Grant, what do we got? All right. We have Annie with us right now on the phone, and she's got some golden retriever paw problems. Uh, Paw problems. All right. Okay. Hi, Annie. How you doing? Hello. Are you there? Hi. Yay. Oh, Katie. There you go. Good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Thank Good. you. So what's going on? So I have a five-year-old golden yeah. retriever girl, mm-hmm. and her pads of her feet just get really tore up from, you know, running on the sidewalk and running in the alley and okay. running on the street. Okay. And I'm wondering what I can do to them or... Put on them. Okay. Um, what I would try a couple of things. Number one, like at night when you're not outside, uh, put some or, uh, organic organic apple uh, organic oh. uh, extra virgin coconut oil on them. Okay? okay, and then rub that on. So that's going to be a healing thing. All right, but now okay. try to do something with her in the house so she doesn't. When you put it on, she just, you want to give it time to absorb in a little bit. Okay. Then what I would start doing is when you're going to go outside, put some musher secret. What they use in the winter for musher dogs to protect their pads from the cold. I would try some uh, musher's secret. Okay, what you got to try to do is condition the pads so they harden off. What are her pads like? Are they baby bottom soft or are they kind of bristly? No, they're very rough. Okay. Like her back pad, the back back one, is like split on two of her feet. Okay. Um, what's her coat like? Oh, she's, well, she's a golden. She's, she's, uh. No, I mean, is the coat, is it dull? Is it dull or is it very shiny and and she's not shedding? Okay. Okay. She she sheds. Yeah. Okay. Fresh her out probably once a day. Okay, yeah, because if they have unga- ongoing shedding problems, because a dog should shed once in the morning, once in the uh, spring, once in the fall. End of story. If an ongoing uh, uh, shedding problems, then they need more omega threes and sixes in their diet. Okay. Okay. So you want to b- bump that up because that's what sometimes the pads how they react is to the diet, just like people that have cracked feet. Okay, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Uh, so that's what we got to do. Sometimes look into the diet. What can we add to it to maybe make her? You know, the the uh, this sounds dumb, but uh, the pads more supple. <laughs> sure. You know, yeah, where yeah. they could take a lick and not be ripped open. Also, too, liquid bandage is awesome if she has true cracks. Because that's going to be mm-hmm. always, so you can put that on. Be very mindful of keeping her off of gravel, cement, tar, mm-hmm. until her feet get healed up. You're going to just do grassy areas, all right? Okay. And then um, until they heal up, uh, uh, limit, I mean, strongly limit any fetching games. You can lob it, but you can't whip it. 
You don't want her going okay. out 100 miles an hour, slamming on the brakes, pivoting, taking off and coming back. That's going to hurt the pads. That's, that's exactly what I'm doing. Yep. So, and so you can't. you got to give them time to, to heal and find other things for the dog to do. Do nose work. Teach tricks. Do brain games. There's so many other things that won't, you know, make those pads have to go in overdrive. Okay. okay. So, that, so okay. just, just yeah. kind of think the big picture. Because that's one thing that you bring up something I, 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 I bring up to many people that have dogs that are bold compulsive or stick compulsive is that yeah okay. tennis ball crazy right but see what happens is that do you see dogs throwing balls or sticks for other dogs Nope. okay that's it's a it's a human thing that we think all dogs like doing Okay, and the thing is, is that it's a game that unfortunately wrecks many, many dogs. As far as their, uh, the older they get, they get turned into, they get very arthritic. All of a sudden, instead of somebody throwing it eighty times for the dog, the dog can barely go out and get it ten times. And so the thing is, is if you want to throw a ball, sometimes you throw it once, stop, twice, stop, three times, stop. You don't keep pitching it because it's really hard on their frame. And so what happens? And too, she kind of she kind of lets me know when she's done. Yeah, but it shouldn't so be. You her, it shouldn't be her. Away. Yeah, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be her. It should be you. You are okay. her mom. And so the thing is, is that what I when you look at what the dog does when you're playing fetch, if you're willing to do it ex- to the exact same power that your dog is doing it, then you do it. Okay, you know, keep throwing the ball. But when you had enough, then the dog's had enough. But people don't realize how uh, exerting that is for a dog to power off, you know, be shot out of a cannon, slam on the brakes, pick up, pivot, and come slamming back. That's really hard. I never play fetch with my dogs. Never have. I will lob something for them to learn to just go. I want them to learn to pick something up. If I point to something, I want and say, pick it up. I want them to pick it up and then bring it to me. Okay, but I do never... I never play fetch with my dogs. All the dogs I've ever owned, I've never played fetch with. I've always used their okay. brains. I've used, you know, got them to do different things. I was just talking about Ben um, the other day. I He was really good. Some dogs don't like to pick up weird things in their mouth. Okay. And I taught Ben, we went through a, probably pallets of paper, but I taught Ben how to pick up a piece of paper and have it look like a piece of paper and bring it to me. And then I would put like money down, like dollar bills, and I would tell him, pick it up and he'd go out and he'd pick it up and he'd bring it to me and it was in one piece but we went through a lot of paper before that even didn't even resemble paper by the time it got back to me but see by doing mental games like that but everybody wants to wear the energy off physically and when you wear it right. wear it off mentally you have mentally. a dog that you have a dog that's going to last longer that's not going to be arthritic early you're not going to blow ACLs and so that's what's really really important is think outside the box put the ball away and then start thinking and before you know it you're going to have a lot better dog and a calmer dog okay well this is wonderful advice thank you okay so much. you bet that's kiddo just, that makes total sense <laughs> sometimes i do <laughs> <laughs> thank you much you take care do. thank you okay <laughs> take care bye-bye okay. yeah bye-bye. yeah the, the fetching okay grant now you got irish wolfhounds i know that yes okay and they're runners you know but they they're lures you know mm-hmm. they do you do any luring with them uh, not really, no, but we do bring them out to open fields. My parents have some land out uh, west that we bring them out to let them go run around. Oh, nice, nice. So nice. There has been some, you know, there's a couple turkey out there that they tried to chase around <laughs> and some geese. But okay. Yeah, they, they'll get out and stretch their legs for sure. Oh, nice. But now, do you do you play fetching with them at all? Um, Not too much. If yeah. What we'll do, in our because our yard is fenced up, it's not big, it's big enough, but what we'll do is just to get, uh, the, the older one is seven, he's a 
Oh, you know, okay. he's a tr- he's getting towards the end of the, right. the you know, yep. so yep. we'll do a little bit with him. Um, usually they'll play with each other to get him a little riled up. But okay. for the young one who's one and a half, I will throw a ball for him to kind of chase to get him running around okay. the yard a little bit because yep. it's just a smaller area and it's just encourage him to to move, you know. So, yeah, well, I know. Um, uh, Irish wolfhounds are not now if pe- folks heads up people. Irish wolfhound is the tallest dog in the world. The biggest dog or heaviest is the Mastiff. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and they're not noted for their fetching skills. They're noting for, like, let's chase it and get it. They're a sight hound. Yes. You know, it's just kind of like, let's go get that thing right That's now. exactly. He'll run up to it, look at it, and then yeah. look at me, and then Is I'll that... have to walk over, and I'll throw it again, and he'll run for it, yeah. and that's about it. There so. you go. There you go. Okay, we've got to run. We're going to come back and take more of your calls. Okay, what has cities? Now, this is a riddle, okay? What has cities but no houses, forest but no trees, and water but no fish? We'll be back. Um, and she does like to eat dirt and rabbit snacks when she's in the yard. Okay. That screams digestive uh, screw up. <laughs> so you got to start getting her. Anytime a dog starts eating dirt, okay, uh, rocks, uh, uh, sticks, they don't just play with the stick. They eat the stick. <laughs> okay. That screams the digestive system is up and, and licking things uh, is in disorder. So you need probiotics. Well, not you, the dog. Uh, and she needs uh, digestive enzymes. She needs organic apple cider vinegar. Uh, how many pounds is she? Uh, 16 to 17. 17. Okay, so you want to build to one teaspoon per day for two weeks and then just do it a couple times a week. For the apple cider vinegar? Correct. And what you're going to do is you can mix it with a little bit of plain yogurt or canned pumpkin. Or what food? What kind of food are you feeding? The um, Pure Vita. We rotate the proteins and nice. then we put water on it. Excellent. So do you let it rehydrate totally? Um, most days. Okay, yeah, because that's what you want. You want to try it. And if you do that, then you can just mix the organic, the apple cider vinegar in with the food, okay? Okay. If you rehydrate the food. But then the probiotic and the digestive enzyme, two different things. Um, you can get it at um, vitalplanet.com, animalessentials.com. Uh, Mercola.com, uh, people, if you take people, if you take probiotic or digestive it gives them to the dog. Okay. All right. But when the dogs are eating like deer doo-doo, rabbit doo-doo, their own doo-doo, and then the dirt and that, the dirt's a huge thing that, uh, their, 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 uh, system is in, in distress. I would also add, um, uh, try to do a little bit of raw, like maybe a couple evenings a week, do some raw. Okay, and you can either you can use raw hamburger or raw ground turkey, whatever, or you can just go get the formulated raw. You know, at most your your pet stores. Okay. Okay, and so the thing is, is that the more variety and more often and good stuff you can put in, and provide as an awesome food from Nutrisource. And but the whole thing is, is that sometimes stress has the the gut tank. Uh, like let's say there uh, somebody left, somebody came. You had uh, uh, you went someplace, and the dog it was kind of discombobulated. Uh, you know what I mean? There's stress can cause the, the system to tank. Age can cause the system to tank. Uh, add some or uh, some vegetables, you know, into her uh, like uh, green peas, green beans, cauliflower, broccoli. Uh, if you look at a dog's plate, it should be three quarters meat, an eighth calcium, and an eighth veggies. And um, uh, another, uh, there's a uh, it's called primalpooch.com. Primalpooch.com. And that gal used to, well, she is, she's a vegetarian and she tried to get her dog to be a vegetarian and realized that, yeah, she put a dog in the tank, tried to be a vegetarian. 
And so then she she decided it was so complicated to try to either cook for the dog or all this that she created. Her website is really cool. So I can't remember who sent it to me. It was about three weeks, uh, three three months ago. And so like anyway, she's got a great book. And so anyway, so try primalpooch.com and it will help you cook for the dog or whatever. But some more natural things and stuff that to help replace those enzymes will be the best for the dog. Okay, so um, last winter, not this current winter, Mm -hmm. um, I put her on a straight raw diet for six weeks um, and it didn't really change anything. Okay. So, but you know, are you doing any chemicals in or on? Are you doing heartworm? Are you doing flea and tick? Are no. you still doing vaccinations? Um, she got her rabies. We haven't updated her rabies since she came home to us four years ago. Okay. Um, because and then all... I just do the mint on the bandana for the flea. Okay, and tick. nice, nice. Um, but like I say, so because some dogs when the when the gut hits hits the toilet. Uh, like I say, it's it, it there. There was a switch somewhere. Whether it was a, when she got vaccine, whether she, you know, but anyway. But like I said, age also does it, and so that's why. Like I say, the the thing is, is that when the gut goes into the toilet, it takes a while. It takes. You could try the extra version coconut oil. It's one teaspoon per ten pounds of body weight. They takes out any inflammation in the gut system. So what you, we got to do is try to hit what's going to rejuvenate that gut. And so that, you know, the licking stops, she feels good, you know, such like that. Now, okay. you know, when you did, when you went totally to raw for six weeks, that doesn't really heal much. That's, that's starting the healing process, okay? okay? And so the thing is, is, did you do any supplements with that? Not at that time. Okay, yep. And see, the supplements are a huge part of the whole thing. And that's why the, the organic apple cider vinegar, the organic extraversion co- coconut oil, and then the probiotic, the digestive enzymes, all that adds to building the flora in the gut system. Okay, there's even some people that their gut system hit, hit the fan so bad that, I know this sounds really gross, but when I read the article on it, I just, and some dogs' the gut system gets to sew in the toilet. What they do is take the feces of a dog that has a healthy gut system and they make a concoction and get put it into the dog or the human that's having problems. Okay, it's the weirdest thing I've ever heard of. But what's happening because when you got a good flora system, and sometimes it's hard to build, you know, its own. And so they've had luck with that. But like I said, we're not going down that. But I'm just saying that the gut is really something. It's a fine tune. Remember, that's where 85% of our immune system is, is in our gut system. And so that's why if it goes off, it takes a while to rebuild and get it back in again. Okay. Okay. So, so you just how, get, like, in how many weeks or months would you say I would start to see a change? Well, every dog is different, just like with humans. You know, right away you see a difference in about two, three weeks as far as the coat. The coat should be gorgeous. You know what I mean? That you should see a little extra spring in the in the step, and then uh, then the licking should start. You know, uh, not going away, but start, you know, backing off. And so then, like I say, usually it takes at least six months to a year to, for uh, when a dog hits the skids to get back. My Zelda, that was my 190-pounder. She was boxer and uh, Great Dane. It took me a year and three months to get her system up and going. I mean, and then after that, she didn't skip a beat. She had perfect gut system after that, but it took me a year, almost a year and a half to, be, to build it. So... So that's what I mean. You got You got to be patient. Can't say, well, that didn't work, and then we try something else. <laughs> and the more that you can, you know, have a, like some raw, some uh, some processed, you know, so, you know, the more things that you can do, it help builds that quicker. Okay. 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 And then, it, do you mind if I ask a question about 
bringing another dog into our home? Well, yo, that'd be a great question. We got, we're going to be running to break, but we can start it and then we'll pick it up after the break. Okay, so start the question. What are you getting a puppy or a secondhand dog? Uh, well, uh, rescue um, from Minnesota Greyhound Rescue. Okay, about a year old. It's mm-hmm. a lurcher. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know what the mix is. Mm-hmm. Um, it does not have a prey dog, a uh, prey drive for our little white fluffy dog. Okay. They have met. Okay. Um, they have been off leash together with a muzzle on the lurcher in our backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, white fluffy dog went racing around. Lurcher could have cared less. Okay, good. Um, but then, so, okay, we feel like that part of it is okay, but then with actually bringing... Um, the new dog into the house and making sure I'm the leader of the pack and the kids are the leader of the pack and okay. they Let's don't bond th- to each other, that oh. whole thing. Hold that thought. We'll get that when we get back. What is it that rolls quickly with four O's but never oars but never comes out from under its own roof? We'll be back.